We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's going on, Colts Nation? Welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice podcast. We're bringing you a post-game review of the Indianapolis Colts Week 3 loss against the Tennessee Titans 25-16. And, of course, uh, ESPN wants to do that to me again. You guys suck. Uh, anyways, so Colts lose Week 3. 0 oh, and three to start the season out. I've brought my friend Culture Shock on here with me to react to this game. Obviously, I don't need to ask you how you're doing because I think we all are feeling the exact same way. But I did have one question I'll ask you just since I've been seeing it everywhere in my chat, everywhere on Twitter. I just want to get your opinion on this because I have my own. How do you feel about the people who are saying that it's time to bench Wentz, bench all the good guys, and tank this season to get our first-round draft pick and not give it up to Philadelphia. What do you say to those people? Colts football is finally back, and there's no need to exhaust yourself searching all over the internet to find Colts tickets anymore because TickPick, that's T-I-C-K-P-I-C-K, is the original no-fee ticket site and the only one you'll ever need as your go-to for all NFL tickets. TickPick got rid of all those awful service fees that other ticket services charge, and this allows them to guarantee the best prices on all of their NFL tickets. Don't believe it? If you can find better prices the same seats on another ticket site, TickPick will give you 110% of the difference in the purchase price. I know I'm still excited around all the different games that the Indianapolis Colts are going to have this season. Obviously, the one this week is going to be big, but I'm excited for some more home games. I'm going to hope to hopefully get to be able to go to a couple home games this year and on the road. And whatever you're doing, TickPick's got you covered there. And I know Derek and I are really looking forward to going to the primetime Thursday night game. It's going to be a ton of fun. And if you're looking forward to attending this season – as well, whatever game it is, whether it is that Thursday night football game or not, I just just recommend TickPick. I think they do a really good job of being able to provide tickets because we all know the hassle of trying to find tickets. So visit TickPick.com slash juice today and use the promo code juice to save $10 on your first order 
of Colts tickets this year. Again, the promo code JUICE to save $10 on your first order of Indianapolis Colts tickets this year. I find it laughable. The fact that the season is still early and we're losing to good teams, most of us expected the Colts to not even go 0-4, well, to win at least a game out of this first five-game stretch because we knew how tough it was going to be. Uh, my prediction was to not even I – I didn't think we were going to beat Tennessee in the first meeting anyway. But the fact that we're tanking, that you want to tank is like, who are we tanking for? Like, that's the next question. You want to get a quarterback? Okay, sure. Let's go get a quarterback. I probably one of the worst quarterback drafts going into this next season. Uh, like, we're, we don't have anybody to tank for, so there's no point of tanking. And the fact that you want to bench Carson Wentz, okay, bench Carson Wentz and start Brent Huntley, and then just start from square one, I guess. So pretty much just rebuild with a team that's already building. Uh, we're still a contender in my eyes. Uh, Carson Wentz isn't the sole reason of why we're losing. And I just find that crazy that you were willing to tank from week three. I just find that laughable. Yeah, I, I'm the exact same way. I find it amazing that – you know, three losses into a season and people are already calling for it as a bust of a season. And it's the worst thing that we've ever seen in the history of Colts football. And that it's time to just call it a loss of a season already. And that everyone needs to be fired. It's like, I, I mean, it's, it is laughable. You're right. It is laughable that people act like this and you're right. Like tank for what reason? I mean, there, the point in tanking is that you admit that there's nothing left to fight for anymore, that you've given up all hope on this team already and all the years you have built to try and make this team good and four years worth of Ballard's work and then all you're going to say is, oh, yeah, we're just going to throw it away. Like, no, that's not that's not what's going to happen here. But anyways, let's kind of get into this game a little bit. I mean, I'll ask you about the offense. Because for me, it felt like just a lot more of the same old, same old, you know, just having some issues. Uh, what did you take away from the Colts offense today? Still stagnant, but it's shown promise. Now, of course, this is unfortunate that we're only three for, for the first time since 2011, to my knowledge. Yep. But the offense is shown potential, but it's still not there. The main problem that I have with the offense is that your offensive line is banged up for one. Two, your quarterback has two bad ankles, and you still yet line up a shotgun formation every other play. That's one thing I will never understand. You need more blockers. It's just as simple as that. When Big Q went down, we scored. We have potential. So that shows you that the offensive line isn't the whole problem. It's just the play calling. You just got to adjust. We didn't run the football enough, which was another issue. Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor showed spurts in the second half, and we didn't use Naheem Hines more than what we were supposed to, which was another problem. Naheem Hines, well, I think he was the secret weapon for this game. He pretty much shown his athleticism off when he scored and pretty much gave us hope. Uh, Marlon Mack wasn't used. Uh, he wasn't active, so that was another issue. But running the ball and the drop passes for the offense, uh, it was just being shot in the foot, basically. The Colts pretty much just sold the game on their own, so that was pretty much my outlook on the offense. Yeah, I mean, I, I hear that explanation now, and it makes total sense to me. Like, first off, I mean – from what I heard, Marlon Mack was a healthy scratch, which is weird to me. Like, why? Why is he a healthy scratch? I don't know. Maybe somebody can explain that to me in the comment section, why that is. And from what I heard, Michael Strom was also a healthy scratch as well. And I mean, it's it ain't like we saw the Michael Harris, you know, get utilized at all. He was brought up, but for what reason? What reason? He wasn't used. He wasn't used. There was only uh, three receivers that actually caught a football today, 
and that was Pittman, Pascal, and Campbell. It's been the only three that have ever caught a freaking pass this season for Indianapolis. Strawn's never getting used. DeMichael Harris is never getting used. Hilton is out with an IR, and same with Patman. It's like there's no there's no difference in this offense ever. And you're right. Wentz threw the ball twice as many times today as we ran the football. Like, what is that? We said Wentz is a game-time decision. He's already hobbled, and he's having to throw the ball 37 times against a defense that you should be running the football against. And you did it pretty well. They averaged nearly five yards a carry. Taylor averaged six and a half yards a carry. Hines averaged four and a half. So why are we not running the football more? I just didn't understand it. 16 carries between Taylor and Hines. Henry had almost more than that combined between him. I mean, it's it's insane. It, it really is becoming insane. And then everyone wants to make it about Carson Wentz and everyone wants to make it about the offensive line. Yes, the offensive line was not great today, but it actually played a little better than what it originally did. But Wentz was only sacked twice. And that first sack, that was on Wentz. Wentz was the one that took ownership, should take ownership of that first sack. That was on him. That second one, the offensive line screwed up. But again, why you're making your your injured quarterback throw the ball 40 times in this game when you were trying, you should have ran the ball at least twice as much as what you did in this game, but yet they did it for some odd reason. I mean, Jonathan Taylor looked good today and the rushes that he did have, and Hines, again, like you said, I mean, was making plays when he caught the ball. It it just, again, seems like the play calling and the structure in which we're running this offense just is not, it's just not working. Yeah, it really isn't. Um, another thing that that was brought up in the game is the the jet sweeps. We've seen Pittman use it. I mean, he for for a guy his height, he was moving pretty good. I think we could have used him more. We tried to use Doolin as another running back on a jet sweep, and that was blowing up for negative seven. Uh, but yeah, we just only using three wide receivers. Then you go you get a guy like Kiki Kuti who can be pretty much a good promising wide receiver on the roster, but you don't use him at all. He's just wasting on the practice squad. It's just three wide receivers. And two running backs, how are you expecting to move the chains on offense? And then you got Doyle and Marley Cox that didn't get involved until the second half. You just, the offense is not going anywhere at all. And what about Paris? Like, are they allergic to use him at all? Like, I truly don't understand. He has had three catches in the first three weeks. Three. They haven't utilized him in the run game at all. They don't get him out in the open field for him to make a catch. I, I just don't understand why, again, it is so hard to utilize your most dynamic weapon on your offense and you only use him twice. I mean, is I don't know if it's on Wentz. I don't know if it's on Frank. I don't know. But right now, this offense is just it is an embarrassment. And it's, again, Wentz's hands are not cleaning it. It's obviously got a few things he's got to work on. I mean, just the the way this offense is running right now is just not what we've seen for years and years and years and years. And it's just like, what happened? What is this? I don't understand at all. Now, I will say this. I was yelling about it on the stream uh, many times. Those refs were garbage. 
Those refs were garbage. There were several, several times that they were roughing Zach Pascal all game long and they'd not call anything on him. It was absolutely atrocious, the BS that those refs put us through in that offensive game plan for, for Pascal. But again, at the end of the day, I mean, my gosh, you've got to, you got to start doing stuff. And, you know, the uh, the receivers dropping a few passes early on. Michael Pittman had 12 targets today and ha- only had six catches. I mean, Pittman had a couple drops in this game too. And Pascal had a drop that could have resulted in a touchdown. You know, I mean, it, it ain't all just on Wentz here. I mean, the receivers, even though a couple of them had good games, you know, they, they also dropped some very important passes. So, I mean, the execution of this offense, it has got to figure it out. Because if we don't, then yeah, we may not beat Miami next week if this offense does not go like what it needs to. Yeah, I was going to dive into that, but you know, I think we should save that for when the game when we do the preview. But I mean, we have a problems with Tannehill rolling out and just scrambling. Like, imagine what Jacoby's going to do, and he's healthy. So, I mean, it's going to be tough. We can't figure it out. Uh, we talked about Paris Campbell not being used. Most of us, when we was talking about going into the season, even me and you. We were like, the wide receiver screens are perfect fit for Paris Campbell. We're not even using him on that. We used the tight end screen on Marley Coxwell. His first reception was, was beautiful, but we never used that anymore. So it's just like we're going away from the game plan that's working, which is an issue. We need to figure it out. Yeah, totally. All right, so offense, we kind of talked about it there. Uh, let's kind of go to the defensive side of things. So let's kind of first talk about the rushing attack here. So. I mean, in my opinion, I felt the Colts did a fairly decent job of stopping Derrick Henry. I know he had a couple of good runs in there. It it reminded me of the game that we had the first meeting in Nashville last year where he had a couple of good runs, but for the most part, outside of an occasional 10, 15-yard rush, he was constantly getting hit at the line of scrimmage and was getting one, two, three yards. So then that's exactly what you wanted to do. So obviously Tannehill had a couple of good runs where, you know, our guys just all of a sudden forgot to keep outside contain and everything else. But overall, when we looked at their ability to play against Derrick Henry, how do you think the Colts rush defense looked against Henry in this game? You know, I laughed uh, about that situation is that we did a good job stepping Derrick Henry. I'm pretty sure that was on the chalkboard for the agenda. Stop that. De- well, contain Derrick Henry. And we did that. But the problem is that that was the only agenda. We didn't worry about anything else, which was the issue. The outs, the out routes, the inside routes didn't forgot about Ryan Tannehill being mobile. So that was pretty much the, the problem is what which we were supposed to do was stop Derrick Henry. But that was pretty much the only game plan. We didn't think about anything else. So it was just a bonehead mistake at the end of the day. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and I mean, Tannehill again, five rushes for 56 yards, was sacked uh, one time today, and that was in the first uh, first drive, actually, by Bobby Okariki. And again, there were several times that the Colts got pressure on Tannehill, just never eventually got home, which really sucks because there were multiple times that could have happened. And then, I mean, I guess one other thing we could say about this defense and the fact that it did do something is there were multiple times that they did put the Colts offense in good positions to win this game. And I mean, and I mean, honestly, if it wasn't for the defense, this might have been a 30, 35 to seven game because there were multiple times where, I mean, it was the defense putting the offense in position to actually score. Yeah, I agree. And for all you Rocky Sin haters, I hope you're happy because I've said I'm a Rocky Sin fan no matter what because I think this could be his year. And what did he do? He almost gave us a chance to win a game with a pivotal fumble on the goal line. It's just. So many plays. We had three turnovers and only converted three points out of that. It's just totally unacceptable. It was but, 10 points. It was it was the 10 of the 16. But yeah, yeah, just unacceptable, man. Like the defense, they show life. It was way better than the first two meetings that we had. But yeah. the defense definitely is upgrading from week to week. Uh, of course, people are still getting banged up. Uh, freaking Xavier Rose gives up the 30-yard pass interference. And most people will think it'll be Rocky Sin, but it's the veteran for crying out loud. Yeah. Like, what are we doing here? I mean, it's mm-hmm. just unacceptable, but I mean, the defense, I mean, they've shown a little bit of life, so I'm not really mad, but they could play better. Coverage is still an issue. But other than that, yeah. I mean, I'll give them a decent grade for today's performance. But yeah, I mean, you're right. The, the coverage in this, I mean, and I, I mean, I don't like to call out personal players a whole lot because, I mean, it was obviously a team effort. There were a lot of guys that had issues, but one dude that really struggled today, that was Zaire Franklin. Franklin was just out of it today. I mean, that touchdown that they gave up to Nick Westbrook, Akeen, Franklin was not supposed to, I don't, Xavier was saying that he wasn't supposed to follow the the wide receiver on that out route. And he left because Xavier came back in zone but Zaire kept going, and that just left the slant wide open in the middle of the field. So Zaire messed up there. First drive for the Colts and where they had to get a three and out, stopped them, and then Zaire puts himself in a situation in which, again, terrible officiating call because he never touched him. The guy fell on him. But nevertheless, you put yourself in that situation to get flagged for that one. And just a bunch of other plays, man. I mean, gosh, this receiving group. I mean, I mean, overall, nobody, nobody roasted this team at all today in regards to yardage and everything else. It was, I mean, we didn't give up the big play, which was nice. It's just again, some of those long drives that we just couldn't get a hold of, you know, 
Westbrook, four catches for 53. Julio, 47 yards on three catches. That's surprising as I thought Julio had more catches than that. So, but overall, I mean, this is what I just don't like about the fact that how stagnant this group can be is on top of it all, A.J. Brown didn't even play after the first two drives. And yet, A.J. Brown was targeted twice in that first two drives. I mean, they have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine players catch the ball for them in that game. And hell, A.J. Brown would have been the 10th had he not gotten injured. And yet, for some reason, the Colts just can't do that same thing. They don't They don't diversify who gets the ball anywhere. And it's just like, man. I mean, there were so many times in that game for the defense that there could have been bigger stops at that time. And we just, and we shot ourselves, man, shot ourselves, the penalties and stuff like that. I mean, man, it's just so frustrating to see them continue to just get shredded on offense like that. Yeah, it it, it really is. I mean, you look at the stats, compare them, total yards, 368 t- Titans to 265 Colts. I mean, they beat us in the running game, but the third downs was the biggest issue to me, in my opinion. Like, from week in to week out, every time, third down, we just cannot seem to find a stop. And they get 24 first downs in general throughout the whole game. It's just that the, the third down, if we, we were three for 12 on offense on third downs. And then for the Titans, they were six for 12. They had so many chances. We never give a chance to stop or to get a first. So it's just, if we can figure out the third down game, I think we'll have a way better outcome for the upcoming weeks, man. We just got to figure it out. It's just boneheaded calls, boneheaded calls, man. Seriously. Yeah. And I mean, you know, I mean, I I want to give Darius Leonard props in this game because, you know, he helped force two turnovers in this game. But I mean, like, have you seen his tackle numbers? I mean, his tackle numbers are atrocious. They are bad. I don't think he's actually had 10 tackles in a game yet this season. I think he had seven in the first week, eight in the second week, and then six this game. I mean, and Julian Blackman was the tackle stud today. I mean, he had 11 tackles, all of them solo tackles. And, you know, Bobby Okariki, I mean, I felt Bobby Okariki had himself a pretty good game, at least from a tackle standpoint. I mean, I'll give props to one player on the defensive line today. That was Al-Qudi Muhammad. He was tackling Derrick Henry a lot in that game. He was a big reason for that defense being so good at stopping the run early. Was you know He was making some great plays. It's just, man, I mean, it, 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 there, there was so many good positives I want to keep bringing up, but it's just, man, we just can never quite put it together on that. Yeah, man. Al-Kadeem Muhammad is one of those guys. Everybody had a big question about going into the year. It's like, why is he getting most of the percentage? And he's literally showing it. He's like, he's a dog. Like, Al-Kadeem Muhammad is really definitely drawing attention to himself. He's been really a solid player. Uh, Kenny Moore's interception was pretty solid. DeForest Buckner had a quiet game. Um, he definitely had some pressure. But, I mean, if he would have exploded a little bit more, it would have been better. But, I mean, hey. They're pretty much passing the football the whole day, so it's pretty hard for the defense to try to make something happen. They they was gassed, in my opinion. I mean, they tried, but yeah, if the offense is not getting anything going, they're staying out there on the field. I mean, how much do you want the defense to do, in my opinion? And because if the offense isn't scoring, then it's like, why am I why am I trying so dang hard for an offense that can't score? And you know, I don't remember who it was in my chat that said this, but somebody said it. 
whoever, if Rodrigo Blankenship is our number one scorer today, then we're going to lose this game. And guess what? He was the number one scorer in this game. Had 10 of our 16 points, three for four on field goals, one of one on the extra points. So he had our 10 of our 16 by himself. I mean, just again, the execution of everything is is pissing me off, man, because it's just like we – and the fourth downs, too. We had two fourth downs that we went for today, and we got the fourth downs. I mean, it was amazing because he did something that I had never seen him do. Say, we're going to put Hines and Taylor in the backfield at the same time. We're going to put Taylor at fullback and just hand it off to him and say, okay, we're going to use the weight of a Jonathan Taylor to get it. And sure enough, what happens? Five freaking yards because the offensive line actually blocked very well on that, and Taylor just made a play. I mean, it's it's just so bad in the red zone, dude. Why we cannot convert in the red zone at these moment in times is just so frustrating. I mean, we cannot score in the red zone for the life of us. I don't understand it, dude. I really don't. Yeah, it's uh, it's rough. We asked for Coach Frank to be more aggressive. And then he draws up perfect plays to be aggressive, but then when we get – Back into the red zone, we just can't complete it. The plays are there. The designs are nice, but we just can't complete it. It's just unfortunate. It's like, what more do you want Coach Frank to do? I mean, he draws up a good game plan, but the players got to go out there and convert it. It's just that it's, that's just the moral of the story. here. We just can't convert in the red zone. That's why when we got down there in the second half, I was like, okay, we're getting down to the red zone. It's just not enough feel for it. Because if we have enough field, we can convert easily. We can draw down the field. But once we get down there, it's like, it's just, we just can't do it. Do we have to run a quarterback option play or something? I don't know. But it's and of just course, you didn't want to have to do that with Wentz because with he's injured. Wentz, yeah. so. <laughs> it's like, I don't know what to do at this point, man. I really don't. I don't know, man. You know, I, there's there is a lot of questions about this team. I think something has to happen here. I don't know what. But this is way too talented of a team to be starting the season 0-3 the way it has. I know this team has faced three teams that are going to go to the probably go to the playoffs, and one or two of them might actually win a championship as they're currently constructed. So, you know, the Colts got a really, really bad end of the stick here for that exact reason, but you know, I mean, for the for the other teams that, you know, these teams are facing, I mean, Kansas City, you know, they're having to face Cleveland, who's a good team. They have to face the Ravens, who's a good team. They have to face the Chargers, who uh, they just lost to. You know, they're one and two, but nobody's caring about that. Nobody's caring about that because they view them as championship contenders. They're like, you lost? Okay, suck it up. Time to go. Like they And they have no concern over Kansas City about ready to go and because they know, oh, Kansas City will just get hot. They'll win like 10 in a row. And then like, oh, my God, they're, they're amazing teams. Like, you know, if you want to be that part of a team, if you want to be what the national media considers to be elite, you need to string together wins against good teams like this, even if it's a struggle. And you know what? I mean, you're not. And that's the point is not only are you not doing it, but you're just looking like you're not knowing what you're doing while you're doing it. You know? So, I mean, I don't know if something needs to be changed. 
know everyone has their opinions on the coach right now, and I know yeah. that everybody's got their opinion on the the staff in general of a lot of different things, but something's got to start going, but I don't know what. Maybe it is also just the fact that, you know, these players need to start waking up and start being like, you know, it's time to start like holding some accountability for yourselves because, again, this team is too talented to be looking the way it is, and it sucks because, like you said, the defense finally showed a little bit of life in this game, although still had its issues. Offensive line still had a few issues, but looked like it actually had a little life in the run game today. But yet, you know, for some reason, we just abandoned the run game all of a sudden. A lot of things need to be fixed, man. And, you know, it's a lot. But you got any uh, final words on this game? Overall, I enjoyed the roller coaster. Um, the Titans fans were very, hof- well, very humble today. They weren't trolling me, so I respect that. Uh, well, at overall, least you did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I had, I had, I had a bunch of people that right? they did, nobody trolled you. me. Ah, uh, yeah, they must. I must have sent them to you by accident, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but overall, man, it was a decent game. We could have won it, but we just couldn't uh, come down to completions, man. I know what needs to change, but I won't say anything because I don't want to stir up any gears. But um, hey, it is what it is. At the end of the day, hopefully they figure it out. If not, the one thing that separates good teams from bad teams is discipline, and we do not show discipline yet. So until we do, that's when we'll become the better team that we're used to seeing, man. Um, we have a player's coach, but Sometimes you got to put that aside and you got to get strict, man. You got to get up in their helmets, man. You really do. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. Uh, well, I mean, a couple things going into next week. You ho- certainly hope that Wentz's ankles will start to feel better with another week's of rest, hopefully. I mean, from what I was he- what I was hearing was that apparently he was in so much pain the night before that he didn't really get a lot of sleep. They said even though he was – good enough to play. They said he was in some pretty decent sized pain there uh, in those ankles. And, you know, hopefully he gets better. I mean, no, do not mistake this uh, Miami team that we're about to go and face. They are coached very well. Uh, I don't care who the quarterback is. I don't care if it's Jacoby Brissett. I mean, with the way this team has looked, we cannot take anyone and say that this is an easy win ever. I do not care what this team is or what they were. We need to play every game like it's the Super Bowl from this point on to even have a chance to win in a game against any team. And, you know, Miami's going to be no exception. They are still a good team, and they're better than their record shows. So, you know, it's going to be a lot, but uh, I still have faith in the team. I hope that we can continue to learn from this, and hopefully we get a chance to win the next couple weeks, and then maybe something will change there. But anyways, guys, that's going to do it for this post-game review that we had for you guys. Be sure to let us know in the comments what you guys are thinking. Shout out to my guy, Culture Shock, for joining me today. Make sure you all go check out his channel. Thank you guys so much again for the support. And as always, go Colts.